This is PMP's Tracking News, Episode 7. Brought to you by PMP Cycling. I'm Nick. Um, today we've got a special guest. We're going to talk about weightlifting, um, what to do, what not to do, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, so Mike Thomas, how are you? I'm good, Nick Warren. I'm, uh, I'm very good. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good. Um, Mike, you're a, I'm going to say former cyclist at the moment, a, a semi-retired Ooh. cyclist um started out in cyclocross you've done endurance we've done a team pursuit at national champs together <laughs> uh you then went to sprinting for a couple of years won medals all that sort of thing so you're well accomplished in the cycling world i think um what's your what are your career highlights um a couple of things stand out i suppose the uh, podiuming in the team sprint with the uh sprint boys was a uh, was a good one um but also, I think the the team pursuit you mentioned uh, a few years before that, not necessarily the ride we did at nationals, but that whole process leading up to it was um, bloody awesome. It was fun, wasn't it? It was a real good time. But yeah, the ride itself was meh. <laughs> Could have done better, but um, that wasn't the point, I suppose, was it? Anyway, uh, we're here to talk about weightlifting because you're now a fully qualified Les Mills regular you're pumping out the Instagrams the, and the stories of you lifting crazy weights and looking really buff. Um, Five inch short, four string singlet. Yeah. Yeah. So I reckon you're more than qualified um, to talk about weights and that sort of thing. Um, so just supposing you decided to get back into track cycling, um, what would you do in terms of weightlifting? What what would you what would you do to enable that that return? Um, so that is a very good question. And, um, well, I suppose, so right now my training is kind of, it's all, it's all focused around building muscle. Um, so as I've sort of learned throughout this process, it, it's sort of building strength and building muscle do go together, but, um, you can also build a lot of muscle without building, building a lot of strength. Um, so basically I just do a lot of volume with kind of relatively light weights. Um, so I think if I was to get back on the bike, um, I'd still training, I continue training pretty similar to, um, to how I do now. I just re reduce the volume, um, increase the weight a little bit on the sort of cycling specific, mo specific movements. And, um, yeah, but I think, um, one thing that I've, realized over the past couple of years when i've sort of been training is that um cycling if all you do is cycling um it kind of it's very very quad dominant there's a kind of a limited set of muscles that you use there and um uh, for example it's taken me a good two years to sort of start to balance out my hamstring to quad ratio um so i think cyclists in general could benefit from um resistance training not just not just leg based but um you know holistically um sort of just for general better better health uh general life um i think adding in a bit of uh you know some um sort of back and uh and chest and arm strengthening exercises will do you wonders in terms of injury prevention and um uh yeah especially sort of um uh, for sort of should we say slightly older athletes I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, what sort of movements would you be looking at though? Like, wouldn't you want to get kind of sport specific 
still though if you're talking about track cycling you know um really like the bread and butter seems to be deadlifts and squats mm. yeah i mean <clears throat> yeah they that kind of obviously your legs uh are going to be your focus um squats are um as you say sort of bread and butter um cycling is inherent to inherently I wouldn't want to guess in terms of percentages, but you know it's it's a very um, quad dominant um, sport, um, and squats are, are really going to target your quads um, and your glutes as well. As long as you're providing them, um, yeah, as long as you're um, training them with a good range of motion, um, deadlifts. I'm not convinced in the crossover to to cycling. Um, Obviously, you, there's a little bit of hamstring action going on uh, when you're on the bike, but really not that much. Um, deadlifts are an amazing movement, and they're they're an excellent thing to incorporate into your into your routine. But um, in terms of them being sport specific um, uh, for cycling, I probably wouldn't include them in that. Hmm. Okay. Um, so, what what would your kind of typical workout consist of? Um, so I'd say for year, I kind of split this into two, uh, two schools, um, two sort of, uh, angles. There's kind of, uh, gym work for your general punter, your, you know, guy that sort of turns up on the weekends, racing speed league and wants to, you know, get some good results and you sort of weekend warrior, uh, kind of type, um, good sort of club racers. Um, and then. I suppose the training that I would probably prescribe for someone like that is quite different to the training that I prescribe for someone, um, you know, racing at the top end, sort of chasing national medals and and that sort of thing. Um, you, you know, people at the top end like yourself, Nick, representing Team GB and uh, racing elite nats. Um, so I suppose to talk to um, the first part, these sort of general punters, you know, my crowd, um like i said before i'd probably be a bit more holistic so um keep it very simple um it's very easy to overcomplicate gym training and it really doesn't need to be um so initially just if you've never been in the gym before just learn how to squat um get on youtube there's a whole bunch of great uh, material on youtube that's where i've learned almost everything um a guy called Sonny Webster. Um, I really rate him. Check him out. He's um, he's actually a um, well former uh, weightlifter, so clean and jerks and um, and snatch. But his squat technique is absolutely immaculate, and he's got some really really good material on YouTube that will teach you how to squat. Um, so just you start with that, and you don't even have to start with a barbell. That might be too much for some people. Start with a dumbbell or kettlebell, whatever it is. Um, and there's absolutely no shame in using light weights in the gym. Everyone starts somewhere. Um, so just go in there, um, practice what you've learned online, film yourself. So a little bit embarrassing and uncomfortable to do it, but set up a set up your phone on your uh, on your drink bottle, film yourself going through some squats, uh, refine your technique that well that way. Um, yeah, and just get good with your squats. But then also, um, like I was saying, in terms of you sort of um, balancing uh, balancing out the rest of your body, um, do things to strengthen up your back, um, do some pull-ups, that kind of thing. Um, 
focus on the sort of the big compound movements. So what does that mean? That's stuff that you move it uses uh, movements that uses more than one muscle group or joint at a time. So bench press, pull-ups, overhead press, that kind of thing. Um, that's probably going to give you your most bang for your buck if you just want a sort of um, general um, all-purpose training plan. Um, single, you can do kind of five. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's really, really valuable. Um, be careful uh, with your single leg squats. It's very easy to get carried away on the weights. But uh, um, yeah, definitely right doing your Bulgarian split squats. Um, use dumbbells for those. You can kind of balance yourself with, with one arm. Um, yeah, I mean, you can get into your bicep curls and tricep extensions, and that's great. But, um, uh, you know, yeah, you, you stick to the sort of big, easy compound movements. Um, and I mean, how kind of specific do you need to get? Like if you're trying to improve a, a certain thing, say like seated accelerations or something, um, do you need to look at specific weights, do you think? Yeah, so I suppose um, that's sort of what I was um, implying before. I mean, when you're at that level where you're looking for the sort of 1% gains, um, uh, well, I guess two things. I, I suppose I'd strongly advise getting a coach if you're at that point um they're gonna and a cycling specific coach they're gonna know exactly what to get you doing when at what point in the season uh, and they'll help you with periodization and all that sort of uh confusing complicated stuff um but um <laughs> yeah so for example um uh standing starts or seat accelerations or something yeah i mean um Going from a dead start is, um, you know, requires a lot of torque on your body, um, a lot of core strength. So, um, yeah, build up your core. Um, you don't just have to do 30 minutes of planks. Um, you can make it much more interesting than that, sort of seated leg raises and that kind of uh, hanging leg raises and all that kind of thing. Um, probably you've actually picked the one example that probably does use more hamstring strength than anything else. So, um, potentially a deadlift will cross over to a standing start. Um, so some sort of hamstring focus work. Um, if you're not comfortable ripping a deadlift off the floor, um, pick up some dumbbells and, uh, do some Romanian dumbbell and um, deadlifts. Um, so that basically means where you start the movement at the top rather than at the bottom um if that makes sense it's a little bit easier to kind of um uh target the, the hamstrings because you can kind of be a bit more controlled with the lower weight right yeah i mean i'm sort of you know i think like my i don't want to wax on about my opinions but i mean i always think things like weights like is it is always going to help things like standing stars accelerations all that kind of stuff it will give a yeah, strength but if, you know weights isn't the magic ingredient isn't it is it like it it can be great and beneficial but if you want to get better at seated acceleration or whatever it is you just need to do that thing all the time you need to get on a bike and do it over and over um you know and i sort of i also feel like i don't want weights to get in the way of my bike training i don't want to i want to make sure that when i'm doing my bike training i'm you know feeling good for that because that's the most important thing that's what's going to move the dial more than anything while weights is helpful and it's fun um i don't think it should become the focus it's not going to be the the key ingredient what's your take on all that yeah i, I suppose it's um <clears throat> coming back to what i said earlier there's sort of two ways that you can you can look at the gym you can kind of 
Um, it can either be something that accompanies uh, that sort of complements your, your bike training, um, and you can look at it as sort of a, um, a sort of prehab, a sort of a method of injury pre prevention. Um, you know, resistance training is going to ultimately is going to if resistance training done well is ultimately going to um, keep you free from any sort of niggles that you might pick up on the bike and. Um, uh, it will prolong your um, illustrious cycling career. Um, you know, at the at the other end of the scale, though, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking track sprinting. Most of the, maybe not most, but a lot of the the gains that you're going to make um, in your in your sprinting is going to be done under a barbell uh, rather than uh, on the bike. Um, Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, I think um, I do accept. I think the certainly in sprinting as well, the, the gears are just so big that you almost have to get your body used to that. With you know weights and resistance training and all that kind of thing, you can't just hop on a bike with a massive gear because it will hurt your knees. Especially as you mentioned, older cyclists a bit earlier. Um, and I think you know, for me personally, weights has been sort of really helpful in kind of getting accustomed to pushing those really big gears. Yeah, I think the <clears throat> crucial thing with anything you do in the gym is technique. Um, it's really easy to get carried away and um, get in there and do a bunch of ego lifting, and you know, and that's yeah, it's fun. I'm not going to deny it, but um, it's not very sustainable. Um, and uh, you hear a lot of people that sort of um, are nervous about lifting weights or lifting heavy weights because there's sort of a perceived um uh, there's a perception that you're going to get injured mm. um <clears throat> is, that, is that because people do get injured though <laughs> yeah well people absolutely do get injured but um in almost almost all the time when people get injured in the gym it's because they've lifted a weight that their body isn't capable of lifting that they haven't sort of uh, taken the time to um uh to get accustomed to um all their technique is is shit um mm. you see some absolutely shocking techniques going on in the gym um i actually had to stop a guy the other day because he was uh, about to blow his back up but um so, <laughs> yeah. uh yeah there's some questionable techniques going on in the gym um <clears throat> like i said before um youtube is a gold mine um so just uh yeah check that out um it's uh you'll get far more bang for buck lifting a weight that is uh in inverted commas light um but performed slowly and uh controlled than just ripping a big weight off the floor and uh using six muscles that you weren't intending to use in the process all right, so go on then. Let's hear your uh, thoughts on kind of explosivity. So I think, um, and certainly I've been given this advice as a cyclist, is, oh, you know, when you do the when you do the lift, you want to kind of make it explosive because that's what you do when you're riding. So I've got, I'm in two minds about this. And I can't, can't quite decide. Um, so, yeah, like you say, everyone sort of, bangs on about the need for athletes to do sort of explosive work in the gym and 
um, you know, your plyometrics and you sort of, you know, you see a lot of um, runners in particular doing the sort of quarter squats with, where they sort of, um, you know, really drive up through the concentric movement and that sort of thing. Um, and I understand the logic behind it because you want to be able to sort of, um, you know, jump really high. If you, if you can jump really high while you're holding a weight, then presumably you can jump even higher when you're not holding the weight. So I get that. I understand it. But one thing I'm thinking of is that type of movement where you are sort of putting a massive great of, uh, massive degree of strain through your body in a really rapid fire um, moment is when also carries with it a high chance that you're going to get injured. Um, the, and the other, the other sort of thing I'm thinking at the same time is as athletes and as cyclists, we ride bikes all the time. Our bodies and our biomechanics know exactly how to pedal a bike and we know exactly how to pedal a bike very, very quickly. So I'm sort of thinking it's really easy to sprint on a bike and you're not going to get injured sprinting on a bike. So if you want to train to be explosive and you want a bit of resistance, why don't you just chuck on a massive gear on your bike and do some sprints that way? Because you're far <laughs> less likely to get injured doing that than suddenly trying to blow a 100 kg barbell out of the rack. It's, um, I don't know, I, I'm undecided on that one, but um, I'm sort of going to err on the side of caution. And uh, the next time I try and do an explosive work, I'm, I'm going to do it on the bike. Oh, that's fair enough. Um, any other tips for our literally dozens of listeners? Um, They're up to dozens now. Wow. I mean, we are up to dozens, actually. It's, it's, <laughs> believe it or not, it's um, probably more popular than I originally thought. So, yeah, it's good. Um, we'll, try, we'll try and crack 69 for this one. <laughs> um, go on, then. What, uh, what else? Like eating? rest periods what are the cool tips have you got um yeah eating is absolutely crucial um i think um throughout my entire cycling career particularly in the latter part of my cycling career i was chronically overtrained um sort of not knowing how to combine uh gym work and bike work um sort of didn't really go very well for me um so, uh, yeah, I think, like I said before, if I was to do it again, uh, I'd get a coach, I'd get them to sort of structure my, uh, my programming a little bit, uh, uh, a little bit smarter. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, yeah, eating is key. Um, you need a lot more protein than you think. Um, I'm sort of at the point where I am a complete obnoxious obsessive and I weigh and track every single macro I, uh, I consume. Um, you don't have to do that. Please don't do that. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, obviously, um, um, obviously, your biggest tip is that sushi is cheaper after three o'clock, isn't it? So that's yeah, that's second gains to be had there. Yeah, that's right. So um, that's probably the biggest gains I've made since I stopped psyching, actually. So yeah, t two p.m. sushi, um, PM. half price. Yeah, or maybe it's three. I don't know. Uh, maybe inflation's pushed it to to three, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's huge. Um, ice cream before bed is another big one. Um, and um, sorry, hang on. Sleep. Why doesn't that keep you awake? What ice cream before bed? Yeah, maybe maybe five years old, but it's, um, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have that effect on me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but sleep, yeah, the speaking of before bed, sleep is huge. Try and get seven, eight hours a night. Um, um, yeah, that's massive. That's when you're going to recover the most. But um, um, yeah, and I suppose just um, um, before I went off on a tangent, I was going to say um, uh, just make sure you sort of your weight training is well spread out from your important sessions on the bike. Um, so if you're doing a big big squat session, um, I probably wouldn't look to go and do a big sprint session the following day. Um, maybe in the day after that, I'd probably give you uh, give yourself at least a couple of days to recover. Um, by all means, ride the bike. In fact, it would be really beneficial to sort of flush out all the um, all the muscle soreness and stuff. But just don't expect to be um, setting any any PBs on the uh, the next time you get on the bike. Um, and I suppose the other thing as well um, is the more you the longer you're in the gym, um, the more time you spend in the gym, uh, the better you get at it. Uh, the quicker you're going to recover as well so um when you're new to the gym yeah you're going to be sore for days sitting on the toilet is going to be an absolute nightmare for weeks uh, for an entire week after after your first couple of squat sessions but uh it does get better um as long as you get your um your ice cream before bed in and you, you eight hours sleep you'll um make those ad adaptations really quick <laughs> all right um well we better wrap it up because it's nearly your bedtime and you need to squeeze in some ice cream evidently um but yeah, other than um, you know, planning your imminent return to track cycling, um, what else are you up to? What's your next big goal? Just get huge and then get less huge. Um, get huge again, get less huge, and then maybe at some point in the next two years, get a load of fake tan on, wear a small pair of pants and do a bodybuilding show. Maybe, maybe, TBC. Definitely doing that then. Can't wait. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Okay. What's go on? Tell the listeners what your Instagram is and they can admire your form. Jesus Christ. Um at Mike Thomas, M-Y-K-E-T-H-O-M-A-S. Um on the gram, not on TikTok, not on Twitter. <laughs> okay. Awesome. All right. Thanks very much. Cheers, mate. Nice one. See ya. <laughs>